On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get the win over the San Antonio Spurs. And I never thought I'd be so happy for a win over the Spurs. Three and one Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks went down 23 to three to start the game. How did they come back? We'll tell you on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Great vibes, no sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The comeback crooner, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, currently there are four teams in the Western Conference with one loss or less. Oh, the Golden State Warriors who are playing right now against Memphis, which they could lose. That would they take this lose. down to three. Utah won tonight. They're still undefeated. The Minnesota Timberwolves the are, th- are. <laughs> are three and one. And the fourth team on this list, your Dallas Mavericks. Great vibes. Man. Great vibes. Like great vibes. Great vibes. Yeah, great vibes. No sensational vibes. And like the vibes are <laughs> have you ever felt more unsure about a three and one team oh my goodness probably i mean are, didn't you say the timberwolves are three and one like, i actually hey i'm quite unsure about i was them. on this pod saying that <laughs> i thought the kings and the wolves would make the playing tournament and uh i'm i'm not feeling that bad about that right now good morning isaac the dallas mavericks get the win we'll break it all down tell you about it this episode of locked on maps is brought to you by mcdonald's Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty. Affordable Foods, unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Just like I'm loving the result of the Dallas Mavericks versus San Antonio Spurs game. Mavericks get the win, 104 to 99, but the score tells the score tells you nothing. The score tells you not what happened in this game because the Mavericks... Uh, well, does maybe, maybe does we anything t- tell anything? No, I think this is the biggest. I tweeted this after the game. I said, the biggest thing you've learned about the Mavs over the first four games is blank. And there are a decent amount of replies on this. And it's <laughs> like, I just don't know. I think the answer is, I don't know what I've learned huge about the Mavs. There's like smaller things here and there, yeah. but it's, I've never seen a four game start like this. Yeah, never. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Go to Lockdown Mavericks. You can find us there. I'm going to show you just the uh, the lead tracker. This is something I like to look at to see how the flow of a game went. And look at this. This is insane. I've never seen a lead get built like this so early in a game. But Isaac, if you're going to go down 20 points, it might as well be in the first quarter, in like the first seven minutes of the game. Yep. I mean, it's kind of the same concept of playing around with rotations or the whole playing 15 players. Like, Hey, if you're going to do it, do it at the beginning of the season, you know, compared to the end. But yeah, I mean, it was what? 23 to three Three. in the the first quarter. And you know, first off, we need to lead into the game that, you know, Porzingis obviously was out of this game, you know, with lower back tightness, Sterling Brown did not play in this game. You know, Trey Burke was not available for this game. So immediately also out. Yeah, Boban out, and you know of this game. So 
you know, I, there were some dialogue before the game. It's like, all right, who's going to start? Is Maxi going to start in front? Of, that's who I, I thought would start. I think that's who you thought you thought would start too. I thought he would go with Maxi to keep with the two bigs. Yeah, yeah. However, and he went with your boy <laughs> Reggie Bullock, and I'm super excited about that Bullock Brigade. <laughs> and and honestly, though, like they still started off super slow, and the I'm start like, was awful. What is happening? What it is going the, on? It was the worst start they'd had, and I got people tweeting at me, uh, oh, so do you want more minutes from Reggie Bullock after this start? And I was like, okay, well. But how did the Mavericks get down so so fast so far? Uh, Jakob Berto's a really good defender. Jakob Berto is really good at defending the rim. He's well, just a good defender in unless general. Unless he switched off on Luka. Unless he switched off into space. He's good at the rim, though. And Luka just kept... They just kept forcing the Dwight Luca pick, or the, I guess it would be Luca Dwight pick and roll. And he kept trying to force passes to Dwight that either were off on Luca's part or most of them were just Dwight Powell just can't get to them, couldn't hang on to them, couldn't finish. Pertle, you know, recovered enough so that they couldn't. And so that was just like, that was kind of their whole, it seemed like the start of their offense was just, let's just get as many pick and rolls with Dwight and Luca as we possibly can. And it was just not working at all. And then of course the Mavs weren't hitting any threes, weren't hitting open threes. Spurs were hitting all their shots. Uh, the Mavericks defense actually wasn't that bad <laughs> to start yeah. the game. 23 points in like the beginning of the, the first quarter is not bad. It was just, they couldn't score at all. No. Yeah. Nothing was working. I thought that they would start off firing on all cylinders because it's like okay sweet you have you know shooters around run the pick and roll Dwight but it just didn't work I, I think a lot of it had to do with just one team and I know people don't like this answer one team was just making the shots the other team wasn't but it still didn't look as smooth as I thought it would look offensively either the other thing is this Spurs team has some like long lanky defenders like we mentioned Pirtle's really good at the rim you have Keldon Johnson Deontay Murray uh, out on the perimeter like Derek White is quick Lonnie Walker's really quick out there. And so you just got a bunch of athletes that can just get around and, and fight through screens and stuff like that. And so it was hard for the Mavericks to get anything going. Uh, I'm not sure if there's like a, a one fix, one one thing fixes all. But Dwight Powell was so rough in this game. Just just so brutal in this game. And, and when he gets overmatched by another center like that, especially when he can't get his rolling going, it's just really hard for him to contribute in a lot of other ways. Yeah. Yeah, it it wasn't the yeah it wasn't the best game for Dwight. Are you still on stretch five, Dwight Island? Or I I my whole thing at the beginning know, of the season. Did you, was, did you sell your tent or that three he took was rough too? But <laughs> he he was he has not been spacing the floor at all. Uh, he's taking open threes, but 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 no, I, I think you know we can talk about Maxi probably in another segment uh, because when Maxi's playing the five, there's a lot of different thoughts of where this team could go. It was the basis of why I asked, I asked Mask, Masky. I, I, I asked, uh, <laughs> what a weird okay. Freudian we've, slip. You just we've got. been wearing mask for so long <laughs> that uh, I feel like I, I still, yeah, talk about it, but, um, but Maxi as a center, you know, it, I think it's uh, intriguing. I asked him about it after the game, kind of like what it changes offensively or defensively and stuff. So, but yeah, I'm, Okay, I do want to praise him before we like when we say like, hey, Dwight, take you know, didn't have a good game. I want to praise the Mavs for defense because this is another game they held an opponent under a hundred points. Once again, I know it's the Spurs. It's not like they're you know facing the Nets of this, but Bobby held, held a team under a hundred points that shot forty percent from three. That's that's pretty hard to do. That's yeah. defense in other areas of the game. So Bobby Corrala tweeted out after the game: the Mavs have won twenty eight games in a row. 
dating back to March 2019 when the opponent scores below 100 points. He said they're 38 and four in such games in the Luca era. Mm. Like that's that's big time. That I mean, you hold an opponent under under 100 you know points, you're pretty much guaranteeing a win for the Mavs right now. So I I think and shocker, get ready for this. <laughs> Haralabob actually tweeted something positive about the Mavs. You know, it's 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 unique when you get the disgruntled ex-employee to tweet something good, but he tweeted something good about the Mavs during the game. I think it was the second half, and he said, you know, hey, like the coaching staff deserves some credit for their approach to defense this year and how it it does look different. And so I the defense, I think besides I think Brunson would be my my answer to the question earlier of What's the biggest thing you've learned over the first four games? I think for me, it's like, oh, Brunson looks like he's taken a leap. But I also think as a team, like team-wise answer to that, for me, it would be the defense does look better. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And you mentioned that they held them under 100 points, and they also shot 40% from three. That's only happened four other times this season where a team has shot 40% from three or better and scored less than 100 points four times Mm -hmm. so far this season out of the, you know, tons of games that happen um and it doesn't happen there's been 38 games where a team shot 40 percent from three or better this season so it barely ever happens so the mavericks defense there there is something to it there is something to the mavericks being able to to switch around i think the added wings i think i don't want to toot the reggie bullock horn again but i will but i think adding the extra wings i think frank nilakina in this game played some great defense having those Whoa, extra frankie ha- having those extra bodies out there helps how are you feeling right now if you're Josh Green? Uh, he, like I got a lot of work ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, when when Frank, you know, checked into this game, played 13 minutes, plus 24, solid minutes, hit a couple threes in this game. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when when Frank shoots a three, I'm like, let's go. I know, I'm so, Knock I'm it so down. happy for Knock him. Knock it down. I'm like so excited <laughs> when it goes in because that's, you know, obviously the key, you know, for him taking another step. But if you're Josh Green, you know, like they just signed Frank to a minimum contract this offseason and Frank is playing over him and he another DMPCD for him. And it's not a good look for Josh. When Sterling Brown was out, you'd think if Sterling Brown is out, then Josh Green should come in and take those minutes. Instead, I feel like was- I saw some tweets even when Sterling Brown was playing over the first few games of like, oh man, Josh Green's coming for his minutes. But now Brown was even out and Frank kind of like leapfrogged him. Didn't even that. get him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, insane. All right, coming up, we got to talk about the man that actually I think orchestrated this win. And that's, that's Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen mm. Brunson was the driving force behind this win. And so we'll talk about him, his game, how he was able to show out. We'll talk about Luca. Luca, we got we we have a new term. I think I think Bibbs coined this, but asshole Luca is a term that's being used now where Luca just gets feisty and gets angry and then he takes it out on the game. And uh, we got some of that. So we'll talk about that later. But before we do, this episode of Lockdown Mavs is brought to you by McDonald's. That's right. The McDonald's that you know. We don't hmm. we're not just a candy bar peddler. We also we we also I also get sponsored by McDonald's. They're proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Do you ever I can't wonder wait to study there? Do you ever wonder <laughs> Do you ever wonder like how many single fries are at a McDonald's at one time? All the time. You ever just sit there and go like, how many do you think they have in the in the whole place? It's a place that you look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs. Go to McDonald's, get yourself some of those French fries, get yourself a McFlurry, 
Stop by on the way after the game. So head to your local McDonald's and refuel, reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Mavs watch party? The Mavs only play chaotic games, so we'd only have to order like a chaotic thing at, at, at McDonald's, like an apple pie plus like a whole bunch of other stuff. Just everything, like everything on the menu, maybe we have to order. Go to McDonald's. Guys, we are loving it. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. Jalen Brunson, man. Jalen Brunson had an incredible game because and it, it, you look at the stats and you say, okay, he had 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists, eight of 15 from the field, three of six from three. He was plus 21. And you're like, okay, it's a solid game. Like that's not an incredible game where you're like, ah, he blew it out at 30 points. Like he hadn't, remember that Bulls game a couple years ago where he had 30 points in a start. Uh, it wasn't a game like that where his stats are super gaudy. But he and his leadership and his pace that he brought to the game, that's a very specific thing we need to talk about. What he brought to this game was uh, a chance because Luka was just not hitting well early. Luka at halftime had, what did he have? Seven points, zero rebounds, one assist, four turnovers, and he was a minus 23 in the plus minus to start the game. So like anytime Luka was on the floor, it seemed, he just couldn't get anything going. And you know, every once in a while, that's going to happen to a guy, right? <laughs> They're just not going to have it. And the Mavs need to have somebody else that can pick up the slack. This is why we've been saying Mavs need a secondary creator. They need somebody else that can get buckets while Luka's not you know, on the floor. How about they need somebody to get buckets when Luka's on the floor and not getting buckets himself, right? And Jalen Brunson yeah. came in and provided that. He just, he brought the, he, 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 speed, he sped the pace up. He had early bucket and then two early assists really just kickstarted the Mavs offense. The Mavericks started the game. We've been, we've been saying it over and over again, 23 to three, the Mavericks were down. Mavs went on a 10 0 run to, to end the first quarter. They continued that it was a 16 0 run into that second quarter. Uh, and the Spurs missed 13 straight shots. So the Mavs defense was also really picking it up there. Brunson hit a three. Uh, and then they just kept coming back. The Mavs got their lead, got the lead with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Like it was just, it was just as simple as that as Jalen Brunson got in the game and the Mavericks are able to just take full momentum of that game. He looks, he looks so fresh out there. I think that's the word I was trying to land on. Like even that late offensive rebound, how, I mean, how big was that? Like that was such a big board from him. And I mean, he's like arguably the smallest dude on the floor and dude just comes (laughs) flying in. But even against the Spurs, he is for sure. Unless Forbes is out there. Yeah, but like his, I, I feel like his dribble moves are quicker this year. Yeah. I feel like just pen, you know penetrating to the rim seems faster. It just seems like physically he's in a better spot that we just haven't seen. Just a, a notch higher that it's noticeable. And yeah, more efficient shooting wise, creating space. Like he had that, you know, he had that play in the, I think it was the fourth quarter where he, he just drove in and stopped on a dime, did this fadeaway, and he created all the space, but just teardrop jumper, mid range knock it down and it's like that's the if you can get that consistency out of him as this secondary score especially when Luca's off the floor it's massive I mean we just spent yesterday's podcast talking about like what is the ceiling somebody wrote in in the mailbag of like what's the ceiling for Jalen Brunson and you know I threw out there Andre Miller and I'm like freaking feeling bad about it and this (laughs) watching this game I'm like dang I mean even though Andre Miller had a, a long successful career but can he you watch a game like tonight and you're like Dang, he really can be Goran Dragic, like peak Dragic, yeah. and you know Dragic, uh, and long time in the air, all star. You know, one year it's like even after the game, Jason Kidd, he said he he can be a, a, a starter in this league. He is a born leader, yeah. and it's so man. I 
if Jalen Brunson plays like this, this raises the floor of this team and it, it just adds a whole different dynamic. But I think it goes also to this bigger thing that we've consistently said. The whole Maxi Brunson thing tonight, even watching Dorian tonight, I'm like super happy for Dorian hitting three threes in this game. The problem with the Mavericks has not been the role players. It has not been that. We've all, we've been saying this, that Brunson for like is fine. three years. Maxi <laughs> is fine. Dorian is fine. Like even the Maxi stuff, I got some tweets tonight. It's like Maxi's this, Maxi's that, like kind of trying to halfway hate. And I'm like, guys, these dudes are fine. They're going to be inconsistent. They're role players. That's part of it. Yeah. The problem has been player two and player three as far as like the good best players on the team. And this just shows you tonight that Maxi, Jalen Brunson, Dorian, these guys, they're great role players. We just got to figure out the top talent on the team. Can Jalen Brunson move into that third player or even into that second player spot? If you're talking see, I, about, but see, I, I think I, I think that you're pushing it at that point. I, I think that then you're you're doing what we've been doing with Dorian and Max and these guys of asking them to be like number three, number four on the team. And then it's like, I, I think if you're asking Brunson to be number two on your team, I think there's a problem. Then it's not a disrespect to him, but it's like Brunson needs to be a six man. Like what he did tonight, coming off the bench, that's amazing that's what you need on this team but if you ask him to play 35 36 minutes a game and be the second best score on the team I feel like you're kind of asking too much of him at that point yeah and his minutes are taxing because he's defending guards out on the perimeter and he's driving like every single play right I mean those yeah. are those are some taxing minutes so you're not asking him to play 38 39 minutes or something like that he's not Michael Finley just running from like three point line to three point line sometimes out there. Uh, I asked Brunson after the game. He's been seemed like he's been distributing a lot more. He had 11 assists in the last game. He had five assists in this game. Uh, he's just seems like he's had more of an emphasis on distributing the ball. And I said, is is it an emphasis that you've made yourself on your game, or is it about something that the coaching staff has asked you to do, or is it the new scheme? And he said, coach has given me the freedom. You know, I have to balance wanting to get guys involved but not lose my aggressiveness. And I think that was interesting that he said that coach has given him freedom. Um, maybe he's maybe he's saying that he didn't get freedom in the last regime, in the last system or anything like that. But he's also he's there's been a, a big emphasis on okay, Jalen Brunson. When Luca is out, you have the ball, and that's it. Like, like no one else is like we're not putting Tim Hardaway Jr. out there with you to try and take away a couple possessions. We're not doing the the water bugs where Trey Burke's out there with you, and then you have to do his turn, my turn. It's Jalen Brunson, right? Like he is yeah. the the straw that stirs the drink for the second for the second unit there. Uh, and I think that's that's freeing for a guy like that, a guy that has been the number one player on his team forever, right? Was like the college player of the year or something like that and won a, won a championship at Villanova. Uh, he He's a guy that's been the number one and now he's he's filling that role and he's just gotten better every single year. Uh, and so, yeah, the Mavericks, I, I agree with you about can he be the number three, number two. The Mavericks have found the guy that fills in when Luka is you know, off the floor, basically. Like, this is that guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, if they, they, they want to win a together. title or something like that, they'd have to they'd have to fill still those two and three roles in the offense. Yeah, and, and like, they obviously play well together like it it's fine i just don't i don't want us to fall into the, the trap of like hey well now he can be number two and it's like oh no like let's let's make him a great number four or five man on the team like that that's the ideal spot can he stay as a six man because there are still like defensive limitations stuff if you run him out there with luke all the time and starter and all this stuff i i love him as a six man and if, even and, uh, even though luke is going to win defensive player of the year <laughs> of course he is <laughs> 
And but honestly, I was going to say something about the awards. I mean, if Brunson keeps playing like this, he's legitimately going to be in that six man running. Like Ooh. that's just part of it. I mean, he's going to be a smart guy that had him. I don't know who was is the the Bears fan on the spot. <laughs> Duh, Bears. Uh, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Luca. And I have a question about Jalen Brunson versus Luca. When Jalen Brunson plays and when Luca plays, and it was something kids said after the game. And I'm curious if the Mavericks are sometimes better off with Brunson than Luca. We'll talk about it coming oh, up. No. But oh, before no. we but before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. They are great. Coconut marshmallow right now, the Built Puffs. You have to go check it out. That bar, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. If you're about the macros, that's about as good as you can get for a protein bar that you're going to take as a snack, as a breakfast replacement, or something like that. That's about as good as you're going to get. There's all kinds of different flavors. You can check them out. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your full order. You can order multiple boxes. You can order even this 18-bar mixed box. Mixed box. You can get two of each flavor of every single flavor they have. You can build your own box. You can mix and match a couple of flavors. You can get a cooler for it. There's all kinds of stuff you can get with Built Bar, and you get them right now. There's a new flavor coming out in like an hour as we're recording this. So there's a brand new flavor of Built Bar that's coming out as you're listening to this right now. There's a brand new one. So go check it out, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet to put down some money on sports. They have all kinds of NFL stuff. Always bringing out the NFL lines. They email us what the lines are going to be, and like they emailed us the week eight lines, like a couple days early. It's wild how fast these guys get these lines out. It's so, they're they're so quick all the time. My Cincinnati Bengals are ten and a half point favorites on the road against the Jets. Isaac, will my Bengals cover that line? Ten and a half points. Yeah, they will. They got that. Will my Chicago Bears overcome a four point <laughs> deficit? Uh, they're they're four point underdogs at home against the 49ers. That seems weird to me. 49ers have not played that well. Mm, yeah, I'm not ta- I'm not betting anything on that. All kinds of stuff you can bet on betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. So Jason Kidd said something interesting at the end of the game, which he seems to do every game. <laughs> he said um, what Jalen Brunson brought in this game, which is why it was so important, was energy and they were moving faster than the last group. Now, I facetiously a little bit said, are the Mavericks sometimes better when Brunson is on the court than Luka? Luka moves at one speed. Luka moves at Luka speed, right? And the Mavericks are, are great for it. Luka does incredible things. He's, he's always, you know, he's carried the Mavericks on his back. But there yeah. are times when you need to get, go faster. And I'm not sure that's in Luka's bag of tricks at this point uh, between the conditioning and just the way I mean, he's that- He's got it. He did it in the Olympics. It's just right now... I don't know. Does it fit? You know, the team does. Yeah, it, it's just not happening right now. It, it's not happening right now. And Jalen Brunson came out and he brought that pace. And I think that's a big thing that the, this Mavericks team needs is to be able to just, all right, let's turn on the Jets a little bit. Let's play a little faster. Let's get out there and move. And maybe it's just the thing that Luka needs to be encouraged to do more because I'm not saying he can't play fast, right? That's that's stupid. Luka can play every every way, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But I think there is a question with the conditioning. Can he play fast? Can he keep up? I still don't think he's in great shape. Right. And and uh, Tim Cato, I think, pointed out during the game that Luca's just not getting separation on some of his drives. At the first quarter, there were some times he just wasn't getting separation and wasn't getting by guys like he normally does. And so in the fourth quarter, how Luca was able to succeed 
was he just bullied Jakob Pertl. Like he just pushed him into the rim and he would finish over top of him. And there's also, there's not many players in the, in the world that can do that. Like not many ball handlers that can do that to a center. So obviously I'm not saying that Luca is, you know, can't do something is, is a terrible player, but I think what Jalen Brunson brought with the pace was huge for the Mavericks. And it's something that Luca wasn't doing. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. What Brunson brought off the bench was, was huge for him tonight. And you were talking about Luca you know, th- this is an example of why, you know, plus minus can never be the end all tell all stat yeah, in the game. Right. Because Frank Nellikina, 13 minutes plus 24. Great minutes. Like it's no no knock on Frank. A two threes. Luca, minus 19 in this game. And, you know, 11 of 19 from the field, right at 58%, hit three threes, 37% from three, you know, five assists in this game. He had some big time shots in the fourth quarter. Huge. So, but you look at him and be like, oh, he was a uh, minus 19. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. there, there's always context when it comes to some of these stats. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've, we've went, tw- we've also went 24, 25 minutes in this pod, really haven't talked about Maxi a ton. Maxi, like, what, when you get fully healthy, Maxi, which he looks like he's back fully healthy. I was nervous there for a minute. What was that in the third quarter where he just looked, or fourth quarter where he, came up and he was holding that right leg. I was like, ooh, that's the same leg that he had the Achilles injury. I was nervous there for a minute, but he came back in the game, which was good. He came back. I mean, he had six blocks in this game. I mean, he had a nasty block on Pirtle at the rim. That was like just body on body. Just, I mean, Pirtle fell down. I was, I was all super hyped. You know, I hit four threes in this game, 50% from the, from the three-point line. This is the max. And when, so when I tweeted, I was like, he's the most, He's one of the most underrated players in the league yeah. because he is. I'm not when you say that, you're not trying to say he's a freaking all-star. He's not. <laughs> but he is one of the most underrated role players in the league that when you look around the league at really good teams, they all have these like solid, good role players that play big time roles. You look at the Bucks last year, handful of these dudes that played solid big minutes. They knew the role, they played the role well. Maxi, when he's healthy, he plays his role so well. The the biggest question right now is Dwight didn't play very good. Right. KP hasn't played the best and is Correct. obviously hurt right now. When they throw Maxi out there by himself as the lone big, I am fascinated by it. I want I want more of it. Sign me up. Let's do this. And that yeah, that was you know basically the question I asked him afterwards. I just want to hear from his words. Like, how is the offense or defense like better or how is it different? I didn't say better. I said how is it different. You know, when you're the lone big out there, and How he kind of so much better than everyone else. <laughs> I know. Well, honestly, I was trying to word it in a way to where it didn't come across yeah. that to where he's like trying to say he's better than these other guys. But because it is different defensively, he even talked about it. he's like, there's a difference when I'm the only big out there. We're giving up a little bit of size. So it means we have to scrap, you know, scrap a little bit more and, you know, and all this stuff. But they can switch everything defensively because he's quick enough to guard on the perimeter. And, you know, he's obviously a shooter, too. And I, I'm I'm fascinated, especially when you're not going against a Joel Embiid type of player. I'm assuming Jokic will be out against, you know, uh, in Denver against that game. I'm assuming, you know, with his knee injury the other day. But, you know, if they're facing teams like San Antonio, whoever, I, I kind of want to see this lineup more. But we probably won't that much just because KP will probably be back soon. 
I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Jason Kidd is as... I mean, he obviously played Dwight Powell again in the fourth quarter when Luka came back in. He wanted that roller with him. He just he just stuck that whatever roller, Willie or Dwight, with Luka whenever he played. Uh, but he's, he, he came out in the fourth quarter with that lineup of Maxi as the lone big, and he stuck with it for a while. He didn't throw well, Willie back out there. Well, maybe the council convened at halftime. He didn't throw Willie back out there. Willie only played th- like 14 minutes. Uh, he didn't throw Moses out there. Boban wasn't playing, so but he didn't try and throw another big out there. He stuck with that, you know. And then even when Dwight Powell was out there, he he had Dwight Powell's the lone big for a little while too. Um, so it's not like he's inflexible. Like Jason Kidd's inflexible and won't do it again. So I don't. I'm not sure. We'll you can say never. We'll never see that again, or we won't see it. No, again. no, I don't, I don't. No, no, not never. I just don't know if we're gonna see it a lot. Whenever KP is back playing, True. he's full. And it's like, all right, if they're if they're wanting to run the double bigs, but then who's playing with K- like all this stuff. So I'm hoping that we can see it more because I do want to see more of just Maxi at the five with, you know, four wings, basically Maxi Kleba, six blocks, four made threes. How many times do you think that's happened in NBA history? I don't know. Less than 15. I think I said it actually on this podcast, <laughs> 16 times it's happened in NBA history. 17 now with Maxi 16 times. Uh, Robert Ory did it in 1996. Doug Christie did it in 1997. Uh, Ray Flafrenz, former Mavs legend, did it uh, three times there in 2000, 2002. Sean Marion, when he was in Phoenix, did it one time in 2008. Dante Green in 2009 did it for Sacramento. Al Horford did it uh, in 2016. Brooke Lopez, Anthony Davis, Jaron Jackson Jr., Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Porzingis for that Mavs Cleveland game that one time when uh, I think it was when Boban and, and KP played together. Remember they started together? Oh my gosh. And KP had like this insane game. Uh, he did it one time and then Miles Turner did it one time. That's all in NBA history that's had six blocks and four made threes. It's hard to do. It was an impressive feat for him. Yeah, it was. And yeah, I mean, I, I could praise Maxi a lot on this pod. So more Maxi. He's a great he's a great role player and the Mavs need to keep him fresh. I was I was very nervous about that injury because when he's good, it just gives the Mavericks a different thing that no one else that not a lot of players yeah. can do. Like listen to the players that did that that are still playing in the NBA, like Al Horford, Brooke Lopez, Anthony Davis, Jaron Jackson, Carl Anthony Towns, like Miles Turner. Those are there's not many players in the NBA like that right now. Yeah, uh, solid defensively. Now now we see who's gonna play on, you know, on Friday night. It's you know, second night of a back to back. How we'll we'll see kind of where where the KP injury is at. If KP plays, then it's like okay, well he could have played probably in game one. They were just you know cautious of that game one of the back to back. So if he plays in Denver, that's a good sign. How will the offense change? Will it look different without you know with him if he does? Yeah, does anybody else set out in this game? Is Boban you know if yeah? There's a lot of things to watch out for. Is uh, is the Trey Burke stuff? Trey Burke was out with health health and safety protocols. What does that mean? I have he, no clue. he didn't get the vaccine. So what does that mean for him? That is a real interesting question. Um, yeah. And you're wondering if, if KP is, if he could have played, if they just decided, all right, we'll, we'll sit him for the, the Spurs game instead of the, you know, the Nuggets game because it's a back to back. Jokic is right now, as we know of questionable. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens with, uh, with the Mavericks, but it'll be an interesting game. Guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lock on Mavs. Peace out.